بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له رب العالمين وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد عبده ورسوله المبعوث رحمة للعالمين صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه طيبين طاهرين ومن تبعهم بإحسان ودعا بدعوتهم واستنى بسنتهم واقتدى بهديهم إلى يوم الدين أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh With the Father of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with His great blessings upon us we are now coming to the end of the month of Ramadan and majority of the Salatul Tarawih that we are performing in different places have had their khatam May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our khatam here at Dar Salaam last night. Many of you are participating, perhaps all of you are participating in the dua. May Allah ta'ala accept those beautiful duas, those heartfelt duas that were made. It was an amazing program with uh, a great participation of the brothers and sisters. Um, Imam Zaid Shakir, uh, he gave his wonderful words, inspiring words, and then, mashallah, Mufti Azimuddin made the dua. May Allah ta'ala accept all of those duas. And all of the brothers who generously, brothers and sisters, who generously contributed uh, uh, to for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala uh, towards the masjid expenses and towards the construction. And um, right now, the the hilal committees are are uh, are receiving information about uh, the siding of the hilal. But just to give everyone an update, um, so far it's all been negative from the scientific perspective as well. The likelihood of sighting the moon tonight is uh, almost nil, uh, very, very highly unlikely. Uh, all the prediction, all the forecasts that are made based on uh, the different variables of the, of the of the moon, the age and the angle, etc., they all indicate that it is uh, nearly impossible to be sighted anywhere in the world, for that matter, globally. So, um, even the, those who follow the calculations, their Eid is on Sunday. And those of us who follow the Sunnah of moon sighting, uh, inshallah, it will also be a Sunday. Saudi Arabia will also be Sunday. So, alhamdulillah, it looks like uh, we will be united in our Eid. But officially, the announcement has not been made yet. So, I'm not jumping the gun, following the protocol, right? We have to follow the protocol. Uh, I'm not declaring it unilaterally. I'm just saying that it looks very impossible. But based on our uh, system that we have in place, naturally, we're going to wait till the sun sets in California. And when the negative uh, reports come in, and then we'll make the decision, inshallah. But um, mentally, we can all be prepared that we will have one more day of fasting. And the true believers, they actually rejoice, right? They are so happy, subhanAllah, that we get another day of fasting for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. One farad fast, if you fast the entire year, nafal fast, um, it cannot equal the farad fast, right? Uh, all the sadaqah nafal you give cannot equal the reward of the zakat. All the nafal prayers you do cannot equal the reward of the farad prayers. Um, so the farad prayers, the farad zakat, the farad fasting, right, the farad hajj, uh, they are the most rewarding in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the farad, um, the farad fast, yes, we will have inshallah one more day of farad fast inshallah. We hope and we pray for that. Actually, the salaf and the pious predecessors they would uh, uh, they would be <laughs> it may seem difficult for our little kids for example who are so excited about Eid and Eid parties and Eid fast even here at Dar we have the drive through Eid fast right planned on Sunday so 
Allahu Akbar. They, 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 they might want it to be early, but those of us who have any sense, adults, inshallah, we should be excited that we get another day of fasting. Uh, speaking about the Eid fast, subhanallah, um, uh, we, I was just looking at the numbers. Um, we have about 1599 adults that registered. And 1157 kids registered, total of 2756, mashallah. 2756. So, this is, shows us, uh, subhanAllah, when I saw this number, I was so uh, happy, and at the same time, I was uh, very, uh, it tell, you know, very surprised. Within a few hours of this being blasted, uh, um, so many people registered. These are only those who registered. In our community, we know many of us don't register, we just show up, right? No RSVPs, no registration, nothing. Um, so um, it shows that how people uh, have are tired of being locked up, right? With the lockdown, stay-at-home orders, uh, nowhere to go um, um, for relaxation and social activities, as well as for ibadah. Uh, and um, you know, they miss the masjid, they miss the tarawih salah, and now if there is an opportunity. Uh, to come to the masjid even though it's a drive through you can't even get out of the car but uh, the people just responded in such huge numbers it's quite overwhelming inshallah uh, anyway so if you haven't registered go ahead and register so we can plan accordingly and, and we know how many people to serve and uh, we will try to up the game and be ready for uh, waiting uh, re ready waiting with all the treats inshallah for our young ones and okay so we want to jump right into uh, the fiqh of Eid al-Fitr. So uh, those of you who have not seen it, alhamdulillah, on our Darussalam website, we have a writing blog, and one of our respected teachers, Mawla Yaqub Abdul Rahman, told him so many times, you should put your name on the article, but he is so humble, he does not put his name there. Uh, so he actually wrote these articles, a number of different articles pertaining to Ramadan. First, when the uh, Jummah had to be started performing at home, then he wrote an article about Jummah, he wrote an article about Tarawih, he wrote an article about Eid, about Itikaf, about Sadqat al-Fitr. And there's a new article coming out, inshallah, in a few days about uh, about the six fasts of Shawwal. So there is an article that has some detail regarding Eid al-Fitr. It's called titled Eid al-Fitr 2020 and Performing the Prayer. It's on our writing blog. And... Um, we also have another uh, article which is called The Importance of Sadqat al-Fitr and its Payment. Right, so I, I would highly recommend that we should read through these short articles. They're not long. They're not lengthy books. I know we get scared of reading books because uh, that's one of the lost arts uh, of uh, reading books. It's fast losing. Uh, we are losing out on that whole experience with all of the modern forms of entertainment. And so it's not a long book. Um, you don't have to have a long, uh, you, you know, with our short attention spans, you can still get through it, inshallah. So um, that is a good uh, resource to start with and to acquaint oneself regarding uh, Eid al-Fitr and its significance. So this, of course, is one of the biggest celebrations in the year. And um, the origin of the word Eid it comes from which means to return and the reason is that year after year people continue to observe it 
and they continue returning to these days and moments of happiness. That is why in Arabic, they say Eidun Sa'id, may it be a blessed Eid, like Eid Mubarak, Kullu Aam wa Antum Bikhair. May it return every year and you continue to enjoy health and well being. And these are the days when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's benevolence is showered upon His servants. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah, uh, wants us to rejoice and to be happy and to celebrate. What are we celebrating? What is the philosophy of Eid? What are we excited about? What, what is there to celebrate? Is basically the tawfiq and guidance we got from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to worship Him. The tawfiq and guidance we got from Allah ta'ala to fast in the month of Ramadan, to listen to the entire Quran and Taraweeh, hopefully. Or if not possible this year, then at least uh, to make our own khatams of Quran, to give sadaqah, to give zakat. All the ibadah that we are able to do, we thank Allah Ta'ala for the tawfiq that He granted us the ability. So Alhamdulillah, in our deen of Islam, we do have celebrations. Uh, we do have rejoicement and uh, opportunity for everyone to be happy and to be excited and for the children to receive gifts and all of that. Uh, but even our excitement, even our happiness is tied up with our ibadat, uh, with the deen of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. That's why Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَبِذَلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُوا هُوَ خَيْرٌ مِمَّا يَجْمَعُونَ Tell them that the fadl of Allah and the mercy of Allah that He has granted you the Qur'an, He has made you the Ahlul Qur'an, the people of the Qur'an. This is something which you should rejoice over, something to be excited about. And it is better than everything else of the world that you may have accumulated. All the wealth of the world that you accumulate, this is far greater. And better in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to worldly blessings, Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Al-Qasas, لا تفرح إن الله لا يحب الفرحين Don't exalt over, don't be so excited about worldly blessings. Uh, Allah Ta'ala says this uh, with respect to the story of Qarun. This is not something to uh, be so excited about, so happy about, so proud and arrogant about. لا تفرح Don't be, ex- uh, don't be proud about this. إن الله لا يحب الفرحين Verily Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala does not love those who exceed the bounds in ex- expressing happiness on things which don't deserve to be expressed happiness of uh, uh, material things which come and go. So, um, that is why both of our Eids are tied up with Ibadat. Eid al-Fitr comes immediately after Ramadan, first of Shawwal, and Eid al-Adha is tied up with uh, Hajj and Qurbani and Udhiyah, which are Ibadat uh, and pillars of our deen. So, when did this uh, become established? The first year when the Prophet ﷺ reached Madinah Munawwara, Anas radiallahu anhu narrates that Qadima Rasulullah al-Madina When the Prophet ﷺ arrived in Madinah, the residents of Madinah, they had two days that they used to celebrate. فَقَالَ مَا هَذَانِ الْيَوْمَانِ The Nabi ﷺ said, what are these two days? قَالُوا كُنَّا نَلْعَبُ فِيهِمَا فِي الْجَاهِلِيَةِ They replied, we used to celebrate these days in the days of ignorance. فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ Then the Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ أَبْدَلَكُمْ بِهِمَا خَيْرًا مِنْهُمَا Verily, Allah Ta'ala has replaced these two days with something better for you. What are those? يَوْمُ الْأَضْحَى وَيَوْمُ الْفِطْرِ The day of Eid al-Adha and the day of Eid al-Fitr. So, in the Jahiliyyah, people used to celebrate by doing all kinds of things which may be impermissible as well. Many of the celebrations that happen in, uh, uh, here in our country and uh, in the United States, uh, people get drunk, uh, people start uh, doing all kinds of uh, uh, de- destructive things in the name of celebration, right? On July 4th and uh, on Christmas Eve, 
on uh, New Year's Eve in particular, right? Some of the celebrations, they 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 get so excited and they uh, in, and uh, they go out in groups at at night and all kinds of disturbances they they do in the name of happiness and celebration. Whereas in our celebrations in Islam, we exalt Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, we glorify Allah Taala, we praise Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, um, and we showed uh, our worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala normally we have five prayers a day and on the day of Eid we have six prayers subhanallah it's not a discount in prayers that since it's Eid day you have three prayers rather it's an additional prayer of thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what do we thank Allah for all the favors he has given us particularly the favors of completing the acts of worship and that and come in the days just prior to the celebration and um, so we should express this happiness in this occasion and even though it was a very different month than uh, you normally experience but still there are so many blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves to be thanked in all conditions <coughs> so Eid prayer is wajib according to the Hanafiya uh, upon everyone who is obligated to perform the Friday prayer that means that um, woman is uh, is optional for women is not wajib upon women uh, is not wajib upon uh, children is not wajib upon travelers who may be traveling on the day of Eid uh, if it's on Sunday everyone should be I would expect to be at home but if it's on a weekday and someone is traveling they're exempted if someone is sick they're exempted um so these are these people are exempted from the from the Eid prayer just like they are exempted from the Jummah prayer. Um, the khutbah that is performed in Jummah is a condition; it's followed. And whereas in Eid it is Sunnah, um, doesn't mean we should abandon it just because it's Sunnah. But rather, yeah, it is important to note that it is Sunnah. If somebody misses it, still their Eid would be valid. Whereas if they miss the khutbah of Jummah, then their Jummah is. Uh, it's very deficient um, another major difference of course is that the khutbah in Jummah is done before the Salah the khutbah in Eid is done after the Salah as far as uh, the number of participants required it is the same as the Jummah meaning in the Hanafi Madhab besides the Imam three male adults that are Baligh so you need to have a total of four people Imam and three additional adults if this minimum is not fulfilled in this case now because we have stay at home orders we can't go somewhere else we can't we can go around we are you know just two males in the home maybe one male in the home uh, then the scholars have written about this in the current crisis and they have pulled up uh, text from the previous times about different scenarios that were presented hypothetical scenarios and now has become a reality where if you are not allowed to congregate and perform the Jummah and, and the perform the Eid sorry in, in larger groups and you can't find anyone then in, then you can just perform a two rakat followed by two rakat four rakat nafal or even two rakat nafal salatul duha salatul ishraq chash namaz as we call it or ishraq salah and perform this nafal prayer at home and make God to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seek forgiveness from Allah ta'ala for the conditions that have come upon us that we cannot find anyone and that would be sufficient uh, you would not have any additional takbirs or anything of that nature. You just perform the regular nafal prayer. And 
it is hoped that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant the reward of performing the Eid prayer. This Nafal prayer that we're talking about, performing at home for the one who cannot find anyone to perform Eid with, is not wajib. Rather, it's recommended to do so. Right? What's wajib is the actual Eid. And once the Eid is, uh, doesn't have a khalaf, meaning it doesn't have a substitute. Just like if you miss Jum'ah, which is Farad, then there is a substitute, and that is Dhuhr. Just because a person missed the Jum'ah prayers doesn't mean he doesn't have to perform Dhuhr anymore. It's still Farad on him to perform the Dhuhr time, and the Dhuhr within the time before it's Qadha. Like a person got late for uh, Jum'ah, and he missed it entirely. By the time he entered the masjid, the Imam was saying, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And he is walking up, you know, he's in the Shurax. And, and uh, subhanAllah, he's, he just freezes there. He's like, too late. I missed it. It's over. So, and there's no other later Jummah available in the city. This is some place, sometimes they have like the late bird, like the early bird, they have the late one. Um, so, opposite of the early bird I guess I don't know what you would call it and so the la- the latest Eid there is no latest Eid available so, or latest Jummah available so what does he do he can say oh I missed Jummah so that's it no he must perform Dhuhr because Dhuhr is a substitute for Jummah so when it comes to Eid is there any substitute there is no substitute uh, for missing Eid which would be of the same nature and, and same stature of being wajib there is no such substitute However, it's just recommended to perform nafal prayers. So, um, just to clarify that. It means it's a good idea to perform nafal prayers, but if someone doesn't, they would not have missed the wajib. Um, so, l- moving forward, so this is why do the Hanafiya believe it's wajib? Uh, what does wajib mean? أَنَّهُ مَنْزِلَةٌ بَيْنَ الْفَرَضِ وَالسُنَّةِ It is uh, a level between farad and sunnah. It is um, strong, more strongly emphasized in sunnah, uh, but is one level beneath the farad. وَالدَّلِيلُ ذَلِكَ And the reason for this is مُوَاضَبَةُ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهَا عَلَيْهَا مِن دُونِ تَرْكِهَا وَلَوْ مَرَّةً Is the fact that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam continuously performed the Eid Salah every year without abandoning it even once right so muwadhaba muwadhaba means continuous practice of rasulullah sallallahu if it, if it was sunnah then once or twice he might have, he could have abandoned it to teach us and to educate us that it is sunnah and it's not mandatory like the sunnah the other sunnahs that we have of rasulullah sallallahu the four rakat sunnah before the har right sunnah muakkada so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi rarely missed it he would pretty much always per, per, uh, perform it. That's why it's called Sunnah Mu'akkadah. But there are few very rare, super rare occasions where he did leave it. And this proves us that proves to us that it is not wajib, it is Sunnah. And this is where we get the cue from. But when it comes to Eid, Nabi Wasallam never missed it. So that it becomes evidence for us that it is permissible to miss it. He never missed it. Even once. So that indicates to us that it's wajib. But since it's not mentioned explicitly in the Quran, therefore it's not farad, it's wajib. Um, so this is uh, 
Another reason is that nafal prayers are normally not performed in jama'ah and this is performed in jama'ah. So this is an indication that this is something which is which is wajib. And the Hanabila in the Hanbali Madhab, they actually say it's faradu kifaya. Eid is farad kifaya. Certain individuals have to perform it uh, as an obligation. And the dalil they take is from the Quranic ayah, Salli li rabbika wanhar. Do perform the salah for your Lord, wanhar. And do the sacrifice. Right? So, this is regarding the Eid al-Adha. And again, because of the mudawama and the mudawama of Rasulullah that he continuously performed it. So according to the Hanabila, it's fard. If I, according to the Hanafiya, it's wajib. And according to the remaining two madahib, the Shafi'iyah and Malikiyah, they say it's sunnah mu'akkadah, strongly emphasize sunnah. The reason they say sunnah mu'akkadah is because there's a hadith of the Arabi, the Bedouin. Uh, Nabi Wasallam mentioned to him about the five times daily prayers. And then that Bedouin asked, Hala Ali ghayruhun? Are there any, is there anything else wajib upon me besides these five? قَالَ لَا إِلَّا أَن The Prophet said, no, unless you do additional nafal prayers. So that means only five are necessary. Anything beyond the five are optional. That's the Shafi'i Maliki opinion. Majority of our audience here, our demographics are a Hanafi. So for us, it would be wajib. And um, what are some of the conditions for the Jummah to become wajib um, that we should have it should be in a city meaning those who live in the middle of nowhere in the boonies uh, they don't live in a city or a town um, they live on the farms or, or Bedouins in the deserts uh, then they are exempted from performing Eid they are also exempted from, from performing Jummah there is no Eid out in the desert um Another condition is that you have to have the correct time. The time would be from few minutes, 10 to 12 minutes after sunrise, all the way to the beginning of Dhuhr time, the Zawal time. This is the time for performing Eid. Um, on the first of Shawwal, which will most likely be Sunday. So you cannot perform it after Fajr prayer and you know, pray your Eid and go to sleep. You have to wait till sunrise. And after sunrise, wait about 10-12 minutes. Minimum 12 minutes, I would say. If better to wait 15 minutes. Uh, in the hadith, the words come, Qida Rumhin, that until the sun rises, the spear length. So that is when the makru time for the nafal prayers also expires. And then you can perform you know, nafal prayers. But not on Eid day. On Eid day, you would perform... Uh, the Eid Salah itself so that is the waqt of the Salah from there it starts all the way till Zawal Zawal is right before Dhuhr and so moving forward um, there are also some conditions which are mentioned in the books of Fiqh the Shurut Siha conditions of the Salat being um, correct. So it also mentions that you have to have a jama'ah, which I mentioned earlier. You have to have more than uh, three followers, total of four. Should be in a city. Should have the correct time. 
and Jum and Juma and Eid both are not wajib upon women. If they do perform it, it will be accepted, of course. Um, what is the afdal waqt, the most preferable waqt in the time to perform the Eid? Um, so, in Eid al-Adha, it is recommended to perform it a little bit uh, in Eid al-Adha is to perform it right away as, as soon as the makruh time finishes so that people can go ahead and do the sacrifice but in Eid al-Fitr uh, it is mustahab and desirable to give a little bit time for people to discharge the Sadqat al-Fitr which has to be discharged before the Eid give them some time to discharge the Sadqat al-Fitr and, and then perform the Eid Salah right so that is with regards to the afdal time and where should it be performed nowadays of course we have to perform it in our own homes um, and where it is permissible for us to gather while maintaining social distancing and fulfilling all the requirements of the government which are continuously changing every day there's something new coming out um, but in normal times it is mustahab and desirable for all the people of the city for, uh, you know it is permissible to have multiple Eids in the city but to have the, the biggest the congregation possible has always been the objective for the Muslims to gather together at a city level and the masajid normally uh, are not big enough to accommodate all the citizens of the entire city that is why they have the concept of the Musalla Eid or the Eid Gah in Urdu in Farsi which would be a, a, a plain flat land outside the city where the people of the city would gather together to perform the Eid Salah so the people who live within a, uh, a same street they gather together five times a day in the local masjid and then those within a neighborhood they would gather in the Al Jami' Jamir Mosque where they would meet weekly in the Jumu'ah prayers and then the people of the entire city would get together twice a year in the Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha and then the people from the entire world would get together uh, annually in the Hajj so this is the the different levels of gathering of the Muslims Ummah so the Eid is at a city level just like you have one Hajj for the entire Ummah you have one Eid for the entire for the entire city that's how it used to be of course uh, nowadays the population has increased so much we have multiple aids everywhere uh, but it's good to know that was the original background and how it used to be performed Rasulullah also he, with the Sahaba he would go out and perform the Eid prayer where the Masjid al-Ghamama is located now okay and when we perform the Eid prayer, one thing to note is the Qirat will be done loudly, right? Um, because this is how it has been narrated from Rasulullah Wasallam. Even though uh, the other prayers which are performed in the day, like Dhuhr and Asr, they are performed silently. But the Eid and the Jum'ah, the Qirat is done loudly. This is, has been proven from Rasulullah Wasallam. The biggest thing regarding uh, 
the Salatul Eid that people have confusion about when it comes to performing it is the whole takbirat issue. So I want to jump into that. Um, there are different narrations about how many additional takbirs Rasulullah performed in the Eid prayer. And any one of them that we follow would be valid and correct, inshallah. So the different scholars of the past, based on different reasonings, they have preferred one narration over other narrations. So the Malikiyah and Hanabila, they, they do six additional takbirs in the first rakah and five in the second rakah. Alright, that's 11. The Shafi'iyah, they do seven in the first rakat, five in the second rakat. That's 12. So that could be more confusing for people who are not used to it, but I'm just mentioning these are the different narrations. In the Hanafiyah, in the Hanafiyah, uh, in, the, in the Madhab al Hanafi, according to the Hanafiyah, it's only six additional takbirs. You may be familiar with this. You might have remember hearing the six additional takbirs. Right. So, one way to remember it is that the Qirat and the recitation of the Quran, Surah Al Fatiha in the Surah in the first rakah, and the Surah Al Fatiha and the Surah in the second rakah, they're all together. The Qirat is together. And the additional takbirat are before the Qirat in the first rakah and after the Qirat in the second rakah. Right? So the Quran and the recitation of the Quran is in between, continuous, and is bracketed on both sides with. Uh, with the additional takbirat so first a person would make the intention and he would make the intention that he's performing two rakat wajib uh, salatul eid as an imam or behind the imam if the muqtadi and as, as a follower and after making the intention uh, would raise his hands as normal this is called the takbir tahrima right tahrima means harama yuharimu tahrim means to make haram the reason uh, it's called the takbir al-tahrima is because after you make this takbir, then walking, which is normally halal to walk, it becomes haram. Talking becomes haram. Eating and drinking becomes haram. All of these actions are impermissible now because you have now begun your salah. You are now engaged in prayer. Allah Ta'ala says, Stand in the ibadah of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala um, with devotion, without moving. And when this ayah was revealed and speaking, and walking and talking in in the salah was prohibited, was abrogated, was made was made cancelled, was uh, was cancelled by Allah Taala, made mansuh. So that is why it's called takbir al-tahrima. So you make the takbir al-tahrima. Now after you make the takbir al-tahrima, Allah Akbar, do you fold your arms or you let them hang? So I'll um, make it easy for you one formula to remember. When you have something appointed and assigned for you to recite while you're while you're standing then when you're reciting something you're going to always fold your arms okay and when there is no qiraat and there's nothing to recite then you keep your arms down you keep your arms down on your sides easy way to remember that is in the salah there's two positions of standing one is the qiyam one is the qoma are standing uh, when Surah Fatiha is being recited and Surah is being recited. And after the Rukum, when you stand again for your time. What do you do in normal prayers?
You don't fold your arms. You let your arms hang down on the side. This will make it easy because normally in the masjid, we look to the right and left at the different people as they're performing salah. And uh, we get hints from the people. But there may be no one else besides our own sons or our brother uh, who is equally uh, confused as we are. So we really have to prepare beforehand and get this down. So when we do the first takbir, we are going to recite the thana. So while we're reciting the thana, are we going to fold our arms? Yes, we're going to fold our arms because we're reciting the thana. Then we start the additional takbirs. We raise our hands, we say Allahu Akbar. Then we let the arms down. Why do we let the arms down? Because nothing to recite now. In between the takbirs, there's no recitation of anything. There's no zikr that's most known according to the Hanafiyyah. So the arms are down. Then you say, that was one additional takbir. Then you go back and say, Allahu Akbar, raise your hands. Second, second takbir. Then you say, Allahu Akbar, third one. Now after the third one, will you let your arms down again or fold them? You're going to fold them. Why are you going to fold them? Because now you're going to recite Surah Al-Fatiha in the Surah. The Imam will recite that is, and the Muqtadis will be listening. So, when there's recitation, you don't keep your arms down. You keep, you fold your arms. You fold your arms and you re, you recite or listen to Surah Al-Fatiha in the Surah. And it's mustahab and recommended that in the first rakah you recite Sabbih Isma Rabbika Al-A'la if you know it. If you don't know it, don't try it and then mess up, right? That's not a good idea. Um, so if you know it really well, then by all means, this is Sunnah and Mustahab and recommended to recite Surah Al-A'la in the first rakah and to recite Surah Al-Ghashiyah in the second rakah. Hal ataka hadithul Ghashiyah. So after the Qirat is done, then you go into Rukur and say Allah Akbar and go into Rukur. And Samir Allah Liman Hamidah. And you have your coma, the hands will be down as normal. The rest of the rakah will be as normal, two sajdas. Then you come back up for the second rakah. When you come for the second rakah, right, the question is should you start with the additional takbirs or you start with the Quran? So in the Hanafi madhab, the Qirat, the Quran, the Fatiha, Surah, Quran, Surah Ala, uh, Surah Fatiha, Surah Ala, Surah Fatiha, and Surah Ghashiya, all of the surahs are together. And the takbirs are at the beginning and at the end. So in the beginning of the first rakah and at the end of the second rakah. So in the second rakah, when you start, you will not make any additional takbir. You will uh, start with Surah Al-Fatiha and Surah Al-Ghashiyah if you know it. Otherwise, any other surah. It has to be one long ayah two or three short ayats. That's the minimum recitation. And then, now you start the additional takbirs. You say, Allahu Akbar. Your arms were folded up till now. When you say Allahu Akbar, the fourth additional takbir, right? First one of the second rakah, fourth overall. Then you let your arms down. Then fifth additional takbir, Allahu Akbar, arms down. Then sixth additional takbir, Allahu Akbar, arms down. Why are the arms down? Because nothing to recite. And then you do takbir al intiqal. Um, and we make takbir al-intiqal. What's the takbir al-intiqal? No one died, inshallah. Right? Intiqal means to move, transfer. So there's a just like we talked about takbir al-tahrima, 
which makes things haram takbir al-intiqal is when you move from one position to the next position and the reason when somebody dies we say intiqal ho gaya fulan ka intiqal ho gaya is because they are intaqala min dar al-qara min dar al-farar ila dar al-qarar they move from the temporary abode to the permanent abode subhanallah you know death is not the end of life rather it is a transfer from this temporary abode to the permanent abode so then we do the ruku and then you complete the salah as normal then we do the khutbah and one thing to remember is for salatul eid there will be no uh, who is going to call the adhan which son of yours which daughter will you ask your son will you ask a daughter who will you call upon to make the adhan in iqama no one with all due respect even though your children have beautiful adhans there is no adhan for salatul eid there is no iqama for salatul eid what if you want to get everyone's attention and say hey the prayer is starting because they're distracted they're eating in the daylight hours for the first time after a whole month they're excited to eat we're going to get to that well i can mention it right now that it's actually mustahab and desirable to eat something sweet the prophet used to eat a few dates uh, on the day of eid before the eid prayer and the reason he would eat it is because he wants to manifest that this is a blessing of allah ta'ala uh, we are not going to remain hungry just because we got a habitual of remaining hungry but rather if you're remaining hungry and not eating throughout the whole month because it was a command of Allah and now that he has given us the permission to eat we are going to avail of this opportunity and eat and say Alhamdulillah in fact it is haram to fast on Eid it is haram and forbidden and prohibited completely it's prohibited to fast on five days of the year Eid al-Fitr which is Shawwal first Eid al-Adha which is 10th of Zul-Hijjah two days and then the following three days after Eid al-Adha, 11th, 12th, and 13th of Zul-Hijjah, Ayam al-Tashriq. These five days, it is haram to fast. You want to call uh, uh, people to the prayer, and then you can say, As-Salatu Jami'ah. As-Salatu Jami'ah. You can call out. And uh, if people are going to be surprised, what are you saying? Hopefully you will catch their attention. They'll come to join in the prayer. As uh, um, every Eid al-Fitr, لا يغدو يوم الفطر حتى يعمل. Will not go to perform the Eid al-Fitr prayer until we eat. ويسنو أن يطيب ويلبس أحسن ثيابه إلى سنة to take a ghusl bath and to apply ghitar and to wear the best clothes possible. Even if you're performing Eid at home, don't wear shabby clothes, your pajamas. Right, get back to bed. Maybe you've, you've been nocturnal throughout Eid, throughout Ramadan. You've been awake all night. You want to go to sleep. Right, you should still wear your best clothes out of uh, respect for Eid. And um, when when you would be performing it at uh, outside the home, it is yusunnu al khuruj il musalla min tariqin wajrjar min tariqin akhar. The Prophet ﷺ would go one way walking towards the Eid area and return another way that in in this scenario in this way he would be able to meet the people on uh, the different streets and say salam to them and ask about them where and their condition and how they're feeling and congratulate them and and um, say, um, make dua for them 
and also with the people going and coming on different streets this shows uh, uh, the power of the Muslim Ummah and Eid al-Fitr it is uh, mustahab and recommended to recite the takbir Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar La ilaha illallah Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Walillahi alhamd uh, quietly whereas in Eid al-Adha to recite it loudly Eid al-Fitr quietly and Eid al-Adha loudly and one thing to remember is that there is no sunnah before the Eid prayer the sunnah laha qabliya wa la ba'diya nor is there sunnah after just like in Jum'ah you perform the sunnah before the Jum'ah prayer the, Jum- the sunnah after the Jum'ah prayer uh, but in Eid there is no sunnah of Eid before the Eid prayer there is no sunnah after um, no nafal prayer as well should be performed وَلَا تُصَلَّى أَيْ نَافِلَ أَيُّ نَافِلَ قَبْلَهَا وَقَبْلَ الْفَرَاغِ مِنْ خُطْبَتِهَا لِأَنَّ الْوَقْتُ وَقْتُ الْكَرَاهَا It is makruh to perform any nafub uh, before the Eid prayer or after the Eid prayer until the khutbah is done. أَمَّا بَعْدَ الْفَرَاغِ مِنَ الْخُطْبَةِ فَلَا بَأْسَ بِالصَّلَةِ But after the khutbah is over, then it is prayer. So from the ishraq time, from when the sun rises, all the people when the khutbah is over, there should be no nafal prayer performed, right? Um, so I remember as a child one play one time, uh, we went to the Eid prayer, and the khatib he did something which was uh, I le- later on learned in life was very wrong, very wrong thing he did. He actually got a mic and he had said, um, so who there were like thousands of people, uh, and he said who did not pray fajr today? All of you need to stand up right now and make your qada how are you coming here for the sunnah or wajib of Eid but you don't pray your fajr stand up right now so and he was uh, very stern in the way he presented himself people got scared and a lot of people got up and started praying the fajr salah qada so this goes against the etiquettes of our deen to embarrass someone humiliate someone publicly that he has to uh, make it, you know, he has to publicly show everyone that he he missed his Fajr prayer, right? On the contrary, in the books of Fiqh, it's mentioned that, for example, that period of time when it is makruh to perform any nafal prayer, and it is only permissible to perform qada prayers, like after Asr. In the masjid, you perform the Asr prayer in Jama'ah, and after you perform the Asr prayer, you should not perform any nafal prayer after after asr but you can perform qada so if you stand up and start performing qada prayers this itself is not recommended rather you should go home and perform it because if anyone stops you then you will have to explain yourself that no i am performing qada and why should you expose your own sin so missing a salah is a sin and exposing yourself is wrong and making and exposing other people is even worse may allah forgive us so there is no prayer, no nafal prayer, no qada. You should not be asking people to make the qada prayers either before the Eid Salah. And um, the big part of the Eid is the the takbirat on the way. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Walillahi alhamd. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to this in the Quran as well. Walitukh minu al-iddah. And your responsibility is to complete the days of fasting. And then you say Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, uh, glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sing the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ To thank Allah Ta'ala that He granted us hidayah. Subhanallah. Okay. So, after the salat is over, then we should ensure that everyone who is going to be performing salat with us remains silent. Because when the khutbah is being uh, delivered, it is... Um, important that you remain silent during the khutbah. We don't start congratulating each other, start talking, wait till the khutbah is done. So um, I wanted to open up our practical guide to Eid al-Fitr and uh, we'll have it on the YouTube as well so we can look at it and I'll conclude with this. I, I know it's been a, a quite long since I started. I'll be wrapping it up soon. So I'm asking our brother, Osman Chaudhary, our director, he's putting it on uh, on the YouTube so we can walk through this. Everyone should have heard about this by now, that Alhamdulillah we prepared a um, Eid guide, e-book, practical guide to Eid al-Fitr. And you can go on our website under the publications and uh, download it. Um, the link will also be posted on the YouTube chat. Right, so this is really nice. We, we uh, thank Mona Farhan Sayyid um, here from Dar es Salaam. Uh, not only is he the Imam and the Qari that everyone loves his Qira, but he also, with a lot of effort, he put this together. So I'm not going to read through this whole thing with you. I just want to get to the khutbah, but we'll just uh, quickly go through it. The first page it mentions the Sunnah acts of Eid, Eid Salah, step by step, Arabic Eid khutbah, translation and transliteration. The first version we uh, published it uh, like two days ago or yesterday I think it was without the transliteration some people asked that they are not able to read Arabic they want the transliteration as well so we added that um, for a detailed article on Eid visit this writing blog this is a, a, a actual link if you click on it it will take you to the article on Eid okay Sunnah Acts of Eid we covered these taking a bath, spending the okay, spending the eve of Eid in worship. Oh my God, I did not mention this. This is really important. It does not receive that much coverage because it gets covered up with all the, it gets uh, um, neglected with all the celebration. But just like Laylatul Qadr, an important night of Ibadah, there is another really important night of Ibadah. Don't be surprised if you never heard about it. It's called Jaiza, the night when Allah Taala grants the prizes. In the night of Laylatul uh, of Allah Taala distributes the prizes the night before Eid, and there's a, a lot of hadith and a lot of virtue regarding uh, uh, the um, the importance of worshiping Allah Taala on this night. Rasulullah has said, "Man ahya Laylatul Eid, lam yamut qalbuhu yomatamut alqulub." Whoever does ibadah on the night of Jaisa, the night of Eid, then his heart will uh, not die on the day when the hearts will be dying from anxiety and fear on the day of judgment and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be distributing the rewards for those who worshipped him throughout the month so we should spend the night of Eid the Eve of Eid you know you heard of Christmas Eve this is Eid Eve in worship okay then use a miswak you should always use a miswak and use a brush if you use a toothbrush as well with the niyat of, uh, of cleaning the teeth and fulfilling the sunnah you'll get the reward if you use a miswak you'll get even more reward apply itar etc we talked about this recite the takbir softly Take alternate routes while going and returning. We covered all of these things. Discharge your sadqat al-fitr. Do not forget that. Even though you don't come to, you're not coming to the masjid, 
And when, the, when you come to the masjid, every year we see this, when we say, make sure you discharge your sadqat al-fitr, if you don't, then your ibadat will not be accepted. A significant number of people get up and they go, oh, I forgot, and they go and pay it. If they don't have cash, they use the kiosk with the credit cards. But we won't have that reminder on each day. So we have to remind ourselves. We have to become responsible adults now. So um, <laughs> we have to discharge our sadqat al-fitr. Rasulullah has prescribed it. And this is not something random that the scholars come up with. There, It is mentioned in the hadith. Zakat al-fitri sa'am min tamar or sa'am min sha'ir. It is one sa' measurement of dates or one sa' measurement of barley or a half sa' of wheat. And some say that it was uh, Allah Ta'ala alluded to this in the Quran Qad aflahaman tazakka wa dhakarasma rabbihi fasallah. Successful is he who purifies himself by giving charity. Then he mentions the name of his Lord and he prays. Um, so giving charity before praying the Eid al Fitr is important. And um, there is a narration of Abu Sa'id al-Khudi radiallahu anhu that this was uh, the continual practice of the Sahaba radiallahu anhu majma'in. And the people of Medina, they did not regard any charity to be more virtuous than Sadat al-Fitr, the most virtuous charity. And Rasulullah has said, Inna shahr Ramadan, mu'allaqun bayna samai wal ard, la yurfa'u illa bi zakat al-fitri. Verily, the month of Ramadan, the all the fasting, all the ibadat, everything you did is left suspended between the heavens and earth. It's not going to be accepted. It will not ascend up to Allah except by paying the Sadat al-Fitr. So it's really, really important. Waqib ibn al-Jarrah said, Zakat al-Fitri li shahri Ramadan, kasajit al-Sahwi salati that the Zakat al-Fitr, the Sadqat al-Fitr for the month of Ramadan, it is like the Sajda Saho, the prostration of forgetfulness for the prayer. It compensates for all the deficiencies in one's fasting, just like the additional Sajdas compensate for the deficiency in one's prayer. Right? So it, it's wajib. Rasulullah has used the word farada, which means he had obligated it. And, um, it becomes wajib uh, on the fajr of the day of Eid. So if someone dies right now, may Allah protect us and give us life. La Allah may Allah forbid. If someone dies right before the fajr of Eid, there is no sadqah fitr wajib on that person. And if a child is born um, after Eid, after, sorry, after the fajr of Eid, it would not be wajib. So right at the time of fajr, on Eid day, whoever is alive would become wajib upon him, upon him or her. And it is wajib upon the head of the household to give on behalf of all of his children, minor children as well. Adult children, he can give it on their behalf, but it's not mandatory because they're adult now. And the wife can, of course, can give her own, but it is also permissible that the husband discharges it on behalf of his wife. So make sure we do that. If you want to give uh, based on the minimum, nisab is wheat. Half sa, which is 3.75 pounds, is $7 per person. If you go up to barley, which it would be 7.5 pounds, full sa, that would be $15 per person. Raisins, full sa, 7.5 pounds, $40 per person. And dates, full sa, 7.5 pounds, is $42 per person. So the minimum is $7 per person. The maximum is $42 per person. And per every individual. And, um, 
it is better to give it in the form of cash so that the needy people uh, can use it for whatever needs they have or give it in the form of the weed, barley, raisins, dates itself, um, but not to give it in other forms, right? Rather in cash. Okay, now there are more details regarding Satul Fitr. There's an article on our blog. You can go to that. Moving forward, Salah step by step, the next page. Um, it reminds me top to make the need Surakats what it's all out with takbirs. You have to articulate it with your tongue. You don't have to verbalize it. You just have to know it in your heart that you're performing the eight salah. Okay. Um, for the first rakat, say Allah Akbar, fold the hands and recite sana. And say Allah Akbar thrice. If there's any questions, you can ask on the chat. But I think this has been clarified. Um, this first rakat, second rakat, what to do? I want to jump to the Arabic khutbah, the next page, inshallah. So, Brother Usman can move it to the next page, inshallah. Allah, so this is the, the khutbah. Uh, I want to read through it so that if um, those who are listening, they can read along with me and make sure we don't have any mistakes. Just like when we used to read Quran, Nazara, uh, with the teacher. I don't want any mistakes and inshallah you you deliver the khutbah beautifully Allahu Akbar 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 First of all why did we do this because this is actually mentioned in the hadith that it's mustahab uh, to say the takbir in the first khutbah nine times I counted it once again to ensure it's right yes it's nine times in the first khutbah to say Allahu Akbar as it has come in the narrations Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar you keep on repeating yourself um, nine times then you say La ilaha illallah Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar walillahi alhamd Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen all praises belong to Allah Lord of the worlds wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah wa la and we testify that is worthy of worship Allah, the one Allah who has no partner and we testify that Muhammad is his slave and messenger Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi and um, make dua and we say oh Allah send your salutations and blessings and blood upon our master Muhammad and upon his companions his family and companions Amma ba'd. And after this قال Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala says You complete the days of fasting And then say The greatness of Allah Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar That's what we're doing That He has guided you And so that you can be grateful That's one ayah And then one hadith Whoever fasts the month of Ramadan Then he fasts six additional days in Shawwal Will get the reward of fasting the entire life uh, right, we are coming up with an article will be published uh, very soon regarding the six days of Shawwal. I finished this statement of mine. Wa astaghfirullah and I see forgiveness of Allah. Now, if you look at the khutbah that's actually on the, the article, it has an additional ayah and it has a complete salam. We shortened it even further for this um, Eid guide because it wasn't fitting on the page. We wanted to make it even briefer, make it easier for you, just the just the minimum. I can't say it's the bare minimum. Because the bare minimum would be to just say Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Just praise Allah and that would be it But you want to feel like you gave a proper khutbah So it has all the necessary parts And even the recommended parts Right. The second khutbah 
الله أكبر 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 seven times first خطبة you say الله أكبر nine times second خطبة you say it seven times لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الحمد لله رب العالمين you always praise Allah in the beginning والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد رسول الله the new salutations of the prophet وعلى آله وصحبه and his family and companions أما بعد here we have a very familiar ayah وقال الله تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما very familiar ayah from Surah Al-Ahzab verily Allah and the angels they send salutations upon the Prophet all those who believe you send salutations upon him and send blessings upon him as well اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد then you make dua ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقينا عذاب النار why did why was this dua chosen because it's the most comprehensive dua Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He used to love the comprehensive prayers I mean Allah grant us good in this life Good in the hereafter And save us from the punishment of the fire Everything is covered here These three ayats of Surah Al-Safat In which uh, we praise Allah Ta'ala And send salutations upon the Prophet And conclude the second khutbah Now I translation. The actual translation is here uh, in the next page khutbah translation first khutbah you can read through it and the second khutbah translation and then if uh, someone is not able to read Arabic we came up with the transliteration as well may Allah reward Mona Yaqub and Mona Yusuf and other scholars here at Dar Salaam this is a team effort uh, I did not come up with this on my own uh, great staff here great teachers great scholars behind the scenes their names may not be on the flyers but they are working sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they wrote this uh, uh, transliteration and this can guide us in um, it follows all the rules of transliteration you know all the dots and diacritic marks they actually signify different letters in the Arabic language so this is a proper transliteration so that brings us to conclude um, our discussion on the basic fiqh of Eid may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it May Allah Ta'ala make it mubarak and blessed for us. And it is uh, permissible, the scholars have said, uh, to congratulate one another on the day of Eid. And so one of the words that has been narrated is, um, You can say Eid Mubarak if you're more comfortable with that. But you can also add, uh, may Allah Ta'ala accept from us and from you And to greet one another To hug one another is also permissible um, There is no narration about Hugging three times right? Uh, this is something customary You know Teen dafa right? Hugging three times Right, left, right There is no sunnah practice of that nature You can hug one time And say And uh, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For all his favors and make dua for us. May Allah Ta'ala accept on all our behalf. Wa akhir da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi.